Hello everyone, you're listening to the Baladins Live podcast. I'm your host Jana Komarnitska and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Baladins art form. Plus, I really like like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free. I am a dancer, but I'm also a traveler, and last five months we spent in Egypt, primarily in Cairo, sinking in into the dance and music vibe, into festival life, and there are a lot of observations, not only around the culture and the lifestyle, the mindset and mentality, but also, of course, dance-wise. What is Egyptian dance style, what are the trends, or at least what is happening right now in summer 2023 as a trends and it can even more narrow specifically among dance style and Egyptian dance teachers at festival environment and of course I am observing and absorbing all of this for my own learning process but I always like to share information and share content and At some point of this trip, I did come to a realization that I really want to create something special to share my experience uh, of Cairo with uh, students and with other dancers who may not be able to travel to Cairo or may be able to travel to Cairo but for a much shorter time period and not have the same experience and the same observations. And uh, that's why at some point of this trip I start working on a new program, new intensive for the Yana Dance Club, calling it Cairo Dance Guide, giving suggestions around the city, how to navigate it, at least based on my experience, uh, what uh, information I wish I knew or paid attention to right in the beginning to make experience more smoother, places to visit, uh, classes to take, uh, shows to watch, and all that stuff, as well as, of course, dance itself and practical dance part. And this was a little challenge for me. It was a kind of a new level as a teacher, because uh, teaching is not about resharing content. It's obviously just the same way you approach it in dance and you learn something, you want to observe, you want to create and make it your own. So yes, it is based on some external information, let's say, but you want to make it manifest in your own way. And with teaching, it's quite an interesting challenge because you want to preserve the origin of information, but at the same time, you want to make sure you're presenting it through your lens and interpretation. So that was quite an interesting and challenging process for me, and it came out in a very cool 
program that I'm so proud to present. It's about to start very soon at the Yana Dance Club. We are starting literally next Monday, September 25th. If you are interested to explore also the community element in online education, that would be perfect time for you to join, jump in and explore not only uh, learn from my experience uh, being here in Cairo and learning dance and observing music uh, scene in Cairo for all these months, but also have a group support, feedback, uh, group assignments, uh, and all this learning process as a community, even although it is online platform. But even if you're listening afterwards and you kind of feel like interested, don't worry, because I always save all classes, so they are available anytime for the members of the Yana Dance Club. But for our today's episode, I decided to do something special and to do another preview of some content that will be inside this intensive because it will consist from practical dance classes. Those ones, unfortunately, I can't share in the podcast. They are video classes, so you kind of need to see them. But there is also a series of lectures on many different topics, starting from where to buy costumes to what is Egyptian dance style. And this is exactly what I decided to share today. It's my experience, my interpretation based on my observations of what I saw so far in Cairo as a trend of summer 2023. The things that some are very traditional, some are definitely new, but they are kind of the trend and in my mind uh, very characteristic features of what we can call as Egyptian dance style or Egyptian ballet dance style. Of course there is debates if you can really say it was Egyptian, Turkish, Lebanese, etc. But this style differentiation it's based on music preferences and music interpretation. But even that element it kind of influences what kind of movements in this country or that country dancers prefer to use, uh, how they usually like to emphasize some accents. There are some trends that we can still sort of separate and say, oh, this is the feature of more towards like Egyptian dance style, or Turkish dance style, or Lebanese dance style, etc. So this is uh, the lecture that I am happy to present as a part of the Yana Dance Club Intensive, which is starting very, very soon. I will include link in the show notes to the Yana Dance Club so you can check it out. And if you want to see all the lectures, all the classes, go there. In the lecture itself, I will be referring a lot to technique drills. That's the one of the formats of video classes that we have at the Yana Dance Club. So don't be confused here, like what she's talking about. Remember, this is a lecture from a bigger course, but I'm happy to share it here. And I would love to hear your thoughts and reflections, uh, what your opinion was or is about Egyptian dance style, of how to describe it possibly, and did it match to what I was saying, was it different? You can screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, or write a little uh, comment or post of what you think about it, and I will be happy to connect and see who our listeners are, and what main takeaways from this podcast you have as you are listening to it. You know how many guests we had previously on this podcast sharing how much their experience with BDE pushed their dance career. You can have it too. Join one of the BDE experience intensives and get the training and experience of performing in lead and ensemble roles. 
open for Aksharki and fusion styles. Details and training materials for the casting are available at www.joinbde.com. Direct link in the show notes, joinbde.com. In this video, I want to talk about the concept of Egyptian style, because this intensive is not only about giving tips about exploring Cairo and tips for your upcoming trips to the city, but also obviously about dance itself. And I will be sharing my observations based on the workshops that I saw at the festivals that are happening in Cairo. There is also a big performance scene in restaurants, clubs, cabarets, which I will dedicate a separate video to, uh, but in terms of technology, technique of Egyptian style, it partially will be overlaying because many teachers who are represented at festivals, they are also active performers here in Cairo. So it will be similar and slightly different too, like it will have its own, uh, let's say, vibe. But in this video specifically, I will be sharing three striking characteristics that caught my attention based on the workshops that I attended by Egyptian teachers, both male and female, um, of festivals here in Cairo. So what are those three things? First of all, the uh, important characteristic of specifically Egyptian uh, style is a very strong hip technique and a lot of attention to hips. Um, I noticed in the performances and in the workshop choreographies lots of shimmies, but not shimmies for the sake of shimmies or shimmies on their own, it's shimmies layered on top of other movements. So pretty much any movement that you perform in choreography, it is done with a shimmy. 80% like uh, movements and vocabulary in one choreography is layered on top with a shimmy, either it's a hip circle or maya or undulation, it's with shimmy. And especially if you're talking about steps, uh, very often you will see a step physical step with your legs, some sort of step by the Egyptian traditional or twisting step or whichever step, layered with some fluid movement, let's say hip circle or uh, hip vertical circle or undulation or something like that. On top of that, it is also with a shimmy. And another important striking uh, point was that often it will have certain accents. So it's four things at the same time and all about hips. Steps, fluid, some movement on top of step. So it's not just legs, it's hip step with a shimmy. And at some point of this movement, there will be accent either up or down. And there is a variety of different steps and different accents that you can do. So it's not just one specific, like to the side. It's Sometimes it's up, sometimes it's uh, on the way down, sometimes it's on the base leg, sometimes it's on the supporting leg. There is a huge, huge variety. Every teacher will have a variety for herself or himself. And when you look across what different teachers do, it's even bigger variety. Uh, but it's very interesting, this multi-layeredness, which I also try to recreate in some technique drills that I created specifically for this festival. So you get the concept and idea, but it's not just the steps. It's an example because where there are way more variations of this concept. Step, shimmy, fluid movement, and accent all together. And um, this is very interesting because uh, the main 
emphasis is on hips, but it doesn't mean that other parts of the body are not involved. Actually, that's a misconception what I feel. As at least I'm sharing right now my observations of summer 2023 that I'm spending in Cairo and attending all these classes. There is a lot of happening in the rest of the body, but still somehow the main emphasis is on hips. So the arms, they are moving, but very often they are more static. So bringing attention to the hip, they're alive and they're very energetic. Like you feel the power and energy in them, but they don't really do many movements. Or it's a section like hip, 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 then something crazy, upper body, hair, arms, then right away back to hips. So hips is the main center, but there are a lot of variations of what's happening with the rest of the body. It's just kind of in between or sometimes on top of hips, but not taking attention away from hips. And if there is a choice of how to emphasize this or this, that mm, accent in the music, typically preference will come to the some sort of hip accent. And such attention to hips also is um, sort of either resulted or results in the importance of drumming in the song. Uh, drum solos are not typically the highlights of Egyptian style or Egyptian uh, traditional shows, but drumming inside the song, either Mejonsea or classical song or folkloric too, but in this video I'm talking about oriental style specifically, it is very, very, very important. And drama will be following dancer and sometimes following and adding accents on the fly if he sees that she is doing a specific additional accents with her hips or she feels in this moment or she wants to add shimmy or accent there. And if it's her regular drama, uh, he will know her style and he can catch it and add on top. But uh, very often, uh, dancers would follow a lot specific drumming part of the song. Uh, even sometimes you will see, or not even sometimes, very often you will see at the workshops, the teacher will be teaching choreography to a recorded music, to a CD, which you can purchase and do choreography, but often they will invite a drummer to accompany workshop itself, and they will add on the fly, or maybe prepared in advance, additional accents that the drama will be playing and the choreography that they will be teaching, it will be connected to this additional accents which may or may not be in the recorded music. So I don't know how new or not this trend is, but the um, following so much of drumming part uh, in the song, it something that really caught my attention this summer at least, that sometimes even the dancer will almost ignore the background um, instrumental part, but will focus and highlight accents of drumming, which is not really that typical to the Egyptian style. We usually uh, talk about, oh, they follow the melody first, but not really. Uh, from what I saw on workshops and shows, they actually follow a lot of drumming and that's, I don't know what is result and what is influence, but it's very much connected to the fact that I was saying there is a lot of hip technique, there is a lot of shimmies and a lot of accents in the dances, like in the workshop choreographies and in performances. So this is first striking characteristic of Egyptian style, at least the trend right now, 2023, strong hip technique. Hip technique and emphasis on hips, it's a traditionally the Egyptian thing, but at least with this amount of shimmies and accents, uh, this is something that caught my attention specifically these days. The second uh, striking um, characteristic of Egyptian style in general, but this time I really experienced it so strongly, is 
such connection and influence of folklore. Being at the workshops, uh, learning those choreographies that were suggested by a bunch of different Egyptian teachers really makes you realize the importance of learning folklore, even if you're not performing folklore, even if you're actually a belly dancing, just the oriental style, but um, the choreographies are based on a lot of footwork, a lot of different steps that come from folklore or are influenced uh, by folklore and really variety of many different steps with layered hips which I mentioned before so it can be different teachers will be using the same step in legs in, in a sense how they use right and left leg where they step how they transfer their weight but they for instance will layer different hip movement one will go with more like uh, um, hip circle or another with uh, figure eight or another may not do even hips but do something with upper body uh, it's the same step but different layer on top of the step and um, the steps are quite complicated and they have a lot of uh, uh, unexpected uh, changes in directions which comes from folklore training and especially comes from Mahmoud Reda uh, school and his training. So it's not necessarily the same steps, but the concept is. And if you're trained in folklore, it is way easier for you to catch oriental choreographies uh, and make them more varied. So I'm not talking only about learning process, but also if you want to dance a little bit more in Egyptian style, knowing those steps or being familiar with the concept of the steps and mood of the steps really will help you because it's not only about hips, it's um, really a lot of traveling things are happening and they are happening with variety of different uh, steps and turns and turns are also uh, in a very unpredictable direction so you really need to think like where to transfer your weight which leg to prepare is it to the back is it to the right uh, very fast turns and um, this was really like fascinating to see like yeah that's where folklore is happening in belly dance in oriental dance so the second thing is was the variety of footwork and the importance of folklore for belly dancers and the third point that i want to highlight obviously it's very particular musicality uh, egyptian way of hearing music and what caught my also attention was that um, musicality here i can break down in a couple points first of all it's playing around with the speed different speed sometimes it's slow emphasizing like maybe some stretchy taxine part of the melody uh, or um, just basic rhythm and speed of the rhythm and suddenly something super fast either turn or um, some accent with the whole body or hips accent but um, this variety in speed that suddenly goes fast then it goes slow it's something that um, again I'm not sure how like traditional i'm not talking right now about oh, what is traditional egyptian uh, style i'm talking about what in 2023 i noticed as a very very significant characteristic that a lot of teachers and dancers were using in their performances and in their workshops it's this like stretchy movement and then suddenly something either with hips or with footwork or with turns something completely unexpected and super super fast and then slowing down again in a slow tempo uh, of course it's emphasizing layers of music i talked about uh, the importance of drumming layer and how it influences of a lot of hip technique in the song but of course it's not just about drumming and every dancer will go 
some will have more drumming emphasis and highlights, some will have less, but of course it's them hearing each layer of song separately and sometimes highlighting, choosing to highlight. Am I highlighting kanun right now? Or maybe oud, or maybe violin, or maybe accordion, or maybe drumming. Um, so it's not just generic melody, but the ability to sort of separate and split the same section of the song into multi-layers and then choose which layer I represent via my movements right now. And uh, also with musicality comes, of course, importance of understanding and knowing the lyrics, which for Egyptian dancers, obviously they know, it's their own language. and. Uh, they do represent and highlight it in their choreographies and performances in general. Not literally like mimicking or saying every line by line, but sometimes emphasizing or oh, this specific word like eyes or heart or some emotion, like little phrase with a gesture, and then the rest will go with the mood. And mood, even if it's a sad song, it's never a struggling and suffering mood. Uh, even then they suffer what I call suffering stage, it's still more like lighter. It's not like the crying phase and uh, dramatic like phase that, oh, I'm about to die, I'm so in pain with my heart, etc. It's still finding that tune that it's enjoyable to see because in their concept and their understanding, when audience come to the show, they don't come here to cry, they come here to enjoy. And using classical songs that are usually dramatic and very usually they're about sad, heartbroken relationship or something like that, it is very important. So they do use those songs, but they find this balance in terms of representing this emotion of sadness or loneliness or missing someone, but at the same time not making audience be tensed and suffering too. It's more comes through the lens of still joy and in joy of hearing this music and this song. Very often it's almost uh, when I observe audience, which I'm going a little bit on the side tangent for the local like events at clubs, restaurants, sometimes it gives impression that almost that the song itself is more important than the dance on stage. The songs are very, very important in Egyptian culture and in Egyptian dance uh, show too. So, uh, all those layers, it's what caught my attention. So, to sum up, it was three things. First, a very strong hip technique and emphasis on hips. Hips, 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 variety of movements just for hips. Second, it's a folkloric step. So, a lot of footwork, a lot of unexpected footwork that you need to be trained in folklore uh, in order to catch it fast, if you want to catch it fast, obviously. And uh, lastly, it's, of course, musicality, playing around with different layers of music, speed, and uh, meaning of the lyrics. And all that I try to represent in my interpretation uh, from what I saw in the drills that I prepared for this intensive. So hopefully now, after hearing this mini lecture, you will have better understanding uh, of what we are doing when you will be going through the technique drills and you will see all those elements uh, there highlighted to different, uh, different aspects of Everything, all, every element that I talked about uh, right now in each separate uh, technique drill. So I hope you will enjoy this little exploration of kairosine and Egyptian dance style. This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, bringing more consistency and more fun into your dance training online. 
Check it out at yanadanceclub.com, direct link in the show notes. And before you leave, don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends, as well as leave a review on iTunes or any other app you're using to listen to the show. The more people know about this podcast, the easier it is for me to bring even more awesome guests. Until next time, keep shimmering and keep dancing.